midst of all of the decluttering and planning that we've been doing, we're also doing a lot of thinking and talking. And Kevin and I talk a lot. And it wasn't until we were getting ready to record this episode that we had a heart to heart. And Kevin shared with me some information that I thought made sense to share with you. We're still planning our journey to Europe, but the checklists and all the rest don't really play into the head game of what's involved in making a move like this. And we thought we'd share with you behind the scenes some of the struggles that we're facing. Yeah, the process of getting ready to move. One of our previous episodes, we talked about it would help if we picked a date. You know, if, if you pick a final date, here's when we're going to move, and then you work back from that, it'll be a lot easier. So I started going through and saying, what would our final date be? And picking different dates and saying, well, you know, what if it's early in 2023? What would that do to us? And then I started thinking about what early in 2023 means to me. And I looked at the, the visa process for the Portuguese, Portugal national visa, the, um, the different timelines we had. We, we had to get bank accounts. We had to get uh, residents over there. I was looking at potentially some reports saying it would take more weeks if you're going to Lisbon and Porto than if you're going to some rural area. And I started to get a little kind of tight-chested, I felt like. You know, maybe we're going to take longer than I thought. Maybe it's not going to be just a three-month process or a two-month process or a one-month process. Maybe it's going to be a six-month process. And I had brought up the point that we're planning to visit Verona in November, December, and that could potentially impact our time that we're allowed to be in the Schengen region. Yeah, which also prompted me to say, well, let's start figuring out real dates then, because if we have maybe four weeks or even five weeks, because we're also planning to go to Lisbon for a week. So if that's 45 days out of our scheduled Schengen time, and we can't get a visa for Portugal, then what are we doing? You know, what's the timeline really look like? And are we allowed to go over there without a visa then if we're short on days? And the process of getting a Portuguese a residency visa actually requires that you do it from here and you have a residency already lined up and then you wait until you get your residency visa approved. Yeah. Now, I think you can wait there, but you still have to have figured out housing beforehand. And it's taking longer these days than it had been previously. Right. And the the you have to be in San Francisco. If, if that's your home base in the U.S., this is the consulate we need to go to. So that meant, okay, so we need to set up a bank account over there, not a big problem, but pick a place to live and have a, uh, a lease agreement that we can show to the consulate here. And that means we potentially have to pay for rent over there, pay our rent in San Francisco, not cheap here, didn't want to add another rent onto our pile. And everything just started getting to me. These things are not suddenly new information, no. but I think the timing all just converged. And Yeah, there was just a lot to go through. And one of the things that I didn't talk to Judy too much about. Uh, not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I've talked about it before that I turned 60 this past year. And when my dad turned 60, he wanted to retire at the end of the year. 
So he had gotten to a certain age. He was going to retire from his job of over, I think, 30, 35 years at a trucking company. And he got to the, I think it was December, when he actually started taking his vacation time that he had saved up. And he hadn't retired yet, and he had a heart attack. So January, the, a month after we were married, and this was 1984, and I'm thinking, he's way too young to have real serious problems. So we're treating this as, this is going to get better. But actually, by March of that year, he had passed, the end of March. And the end of March 2023, I'll be the same age as my dad was when he died. And that's been a, a date floating in the background for me for two years or so, because every year that I get a year older, I start thinking, wait, was my dad 60 or 61 when he died? And is this the year that if I know, okay, I got another year. And it was always, I have a couple more years. I have another year. This is the year. This is the time that changes everything for me. It really feels like I have to do something with my life before I have to change, I get to the next stage of my life. I mean, we've changed our lives a lot, but we're ready for that next change, that next stage. And this was right in my face when I was looking through the, the dates and the times. It seems a little bit familiar to my process when I went ahead and was began the search for my birth mother. Yeah. It, it, it's emotional. It's, it's something that you see ticking clock. You see... This, this deadline approaching that what if I don't? What if I'm like my dad and I don't retire soon enough and then I'm dead? Or not even necessarily retire, but just live the life that you want to live. Sure. His, his life was going to start when he retired. We started much earlier because that everything my dad did in his life affected me. When I was young, I saw him working long hours uh, in the Buffalo, New York, cold winters. Driving a truck was not easy. Unloading trucks was not easy. His body was getting beat up pretty badly. So by the time he was in his 40s and closing on 50, he was already hurting. A lot of his joints and things weren't working. He was getting arthritis in his 50s. He was not in great shape. Even though he, he was, was an very, athlete. He was, yeah. a, he was a very active man for his entire life. Right. But a lot of that just kind of caught up with him. Exactly. And so... I feel like I've done a lot in my life to take better care of myself, to be in better shape, to understand what my uh, requirements are for eating healthier and, and living healthier. And I'm also not the person that beat up his body in his early years of his life playing football and boxing and all the rest of the stuff. But there's still this urgency to do something. And it was that day when I was starting to do the research again to try to pick out a date I was having a bit of a panic attack, and I, th I think you were at you were jury trial, you were at, at the courts, and I was just kind of freaking out, and I didn't know why it was hitting me so hard, but it was really hitting me, and I felt like I needed to I need to get through this next step, like it it, it suddenly was more important than it had been as a, oh, we're doing the planning, we're doing the packing, we're, we're doing everything we need to to get over to Europe. Now it became an urgent life or death thing. I know it's not, you know, reality says it's not, but emotionally it was 
really gut-wrenching and it was taking a huge toll on me. And I felt like if we can't do this, then what am I going to do? You know, maybe we shouldn't be working so hard to get a, a visa. Maybe we should just go. Explore digital nomad living, which is one of the things that has been on our list. And even though I think we're both in decent health, no tomorrow is guaranteed to any of us. And so I think we've just really felt our mortality and that we don't want to just talk about things and not actually take action on them. We don't want to have regrets in our lives. Right. My dad's been gone for almost 39 years, and it's really hard to not feel that presence when we're trying to make this move or trying to do this change. And I, I told Judy, I said, you know, I think we need to halt the I – mean, we've even got the next episode already recorded, which it's going to jump. <laughs> There's going to be in between them. But – I couldn't just go through with this process of saying, okay, well, I'm overwhelmed from packing because I thought that was going to be the thing that overwhelmed me. But what overwhelmed me was the emotional side of my life where I feel my father there and I need to do something with my life again, uh, driving it forward, doing the next thing because I'm not happy with just saying, well, I'll do it later. Oh, well, well, it'll be fine. We'll just wait until next year. We'll just wait until next year. That's it's not going to cut it. It's not how we've lived our lives. We've always tried to take the opportunities that were put before us. So much has led us to trying this, you know, with, with you finding your birth family, with the possibility of you getting an Italian dual citizenship that still going to take another couple of years. But we feel like waiting for that to move to Europe was just not what we wanted to do. And we're, I think we're just really eager to have all of these new experiences in our lives. Yeah, and not to spend any more of the money that we're making at our day jobs on a very expensive lifestyle in San Francisco. That wasn't our plan to keep extending that out. You know, it's it's not all about money, but there is money involved. We have to be careful about how much we've saved for retirement. You know, I, I was an entrepreneur for most of my life, so... Every time I'd start a new company, I wasn't putting a lot of money away. I was basically spending all the money we were earning to ramp up these companies. So when I got the job at Apple, it's like the first time in my life I was a sincere, <laughs> solid corporate earner for the family. And it's not just Judy pulling in the corporate money. That's not to say that you weren't an excellent provider while you were an entrepreneur. Sure. And there were times. <laughs> I had but, my moments. But you know, you were you were fulfilling your li life's passions, and I think that that's really as important as any dollar that you could be making as well. Yeah, and we, we also go on our gut a lot, and this just feels like something we need to really do. It feels like we've been given a lot of opportunities, a lot of direction. The universe is kind of opening little doors here and there, and we never ignore that stuff. It's it's We've been shown before that every time something gets presented to us, and we, we say yes and do it, we've been rewarded, not in the way we necessarily want, but with so much. Like things happen, we meet people, we make connections. You meet your family out here in California, which would never have happened if I hadn't said yes to an offer from Apple. All these things, we can look back and see how important it is to go with our feelings and how we, how we sense the next step should be. And so we just wanted to take a break from the 50 years and five suitcases and tell you what we're going through, which is, which I was going through before today. And Judy 
kind of got pulled into it today and I explained why I need to do this episode. And she said, you really could talk to me about this stuff. And I, I know, but it's always something going on in the back of my head. <laughs> this, this, this timeline, tick, tick, tick is always in the back of my head. And so I always think I'm talking about it. I always feel like it's, it's exposed and it's really not. It's just me suffering in silence. So we know we want to move to Europe. That's a no-brainer for us. Yeah, no but doubt. what our future is supposed to look like on the other side of that move is really very up in the air. There's just a lot of factors that we're considering in this whole process. Yeah, that the, the family is... responsibilities. <laughs> right, they're, yes. They're big and they're looming. And, of course, you've got relatives that you've just found two years ago in the California area. Moving far away from them adds emotional stress and strain. Our kids, our family, I have family in Texas, family in New York, trying to figure out you know, how much we can get back and visit them. That's got to be in the budget. All these things kind of piled up on us as we we're trying to figure all this out and try to pick a deadline. It's like, shoot, this is, <laughs> this is, this is really overwhelming. And it doesn't stop us. Right. But it does pause us to say, we need to make sure we have our options clear, what we're actually trying to do, and then move forward. Right. And I think the way that really looks is more about spending some time getting clear on where we might be moving, still getting rid of things we know we're not going to take no matter what. So we'll be bringing you more episodes of our yeah. decluttering series. But um, there is more to a move like this than just a checklist. And so the next episode, you will see the one we had already recorded and planned. We'll be clueless about the stuff we just talked about. So it may not be as emotional as this was, uh, just the, the last little bit of decluttering, the last thinking about dates and times just compelled us to do this video. We, we, we thank you for watching it and for subscribing to our channel and for liking our videos and for all the dialogue you've been giving us. This has been a wonderful experience and we appreciate you. Mm -hmm.